Hello and welcome to Charging Status, the EV-focused podcast brought to you from The Interface. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jim Starling. How are you doing, Jim? Yeah, good, thanks, Alex. How are you? I'm not too bad. Uh, did you have a good Christmas? A little while ago uh, now. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Um, it, I, I don't know, there's something odd about Christmas. I'm always reminded of all my family that are dead every time I sit around for Christmas dinner. So it's always a bit happy-sad. You've got all the joy of the kids opening their presents in the morning and then all the empty seats at lunchtime. And, um, yeah, it's my birthday tomorrow as well, you know, another year closer to death. So I'm not morbid at all, though. No, you can tell it's January, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so on a, on a more positive note, um, yeah, we've, we've got some interesting stuff this month. Um, yeah, on a more, as I said, on a more positive note, for some weird reason, we're big in France. Um, so on the 10th of January, the podcast... Uh, hit number 12 in the automotive charts for uh, the France podcast which is a bit odd but I've no idea why but wow. hello hello French listeners but bon, bon, bonjour uh, mm-hmm. have, have a have a vu, uh, what is it um, I, I don't actually know any French at all no but yeah it's a bit odd I'm not sure we're not where we we sometimes the charts for the podcast goes up in like the 20s for the UK we, we just sit there for a few few days but um, I just checked the. I get emails every day from the from the platform. And it says we're number twelve, so that's quite cool. Um, so obviously talking about uh, different things. So um, the most recent car I've had is the Honda E My One, and there's a review live now on, on the Interface Cars channel. Um, in a quick, very quick summary, um, interesting sort of effort following the Honda E. Um, the biggest thing for me, and um, you've mentioned it before um, with cars you reviewed, is the lack of a heat pump. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it destroyed the range, um, not having a heat pump. You turn the uh, blur on, drops 50, 60 miles of range, so not not great. Um, the, the main summary I gave that video, if you don't want to watch it, um, is basically um, if you like Hondas and you want an electric Honda, go for it. Um, but if you want a good electric car, go and get a Tesla. But yeah, yeah. It's, dif- it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's the... Like I did a video couple of weeks ago because there's an amazing lease deal on the Toyota BZ4X and it's basically halved in in cost to lease it was over a grand um, a year ago and it's now sort of 450 quid or something on 10,000 miles a year three months up front um, and lots of people in the comments are saying oh but it's an awful car and blah 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 and obviously I reviewed the Subaru Solterra which is the same car with a different badge on and they're not an awful car at all. And probably that Honda ENY1 um, is not an awful car. However, no, it's good. When, yeah. you, when you look at it and it's the same price as a Tesla or it's the same price as an Ionic 5 or, you know, any, any number of other cars, is it as good as them? No, it's nowhere near as good. But if the car was priced £10,000, £15,000 less, you'd say it was amazing. I mean, people... People rave about their Dacia Sanderos, and you can't tell me that that's better than an Audi A6. Um, but as a value for money proposition, it's amazing. If it was sixty yeah. grand, people would say they were, you know, doggy do. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. yeah, it's it overall as a car, it's quite good. Um, the ride, the ride was amazing. Like it's, you, oh, and yeah? all the. Infotainment's really good. It's yeah, really soft ride, really, really comfortable. But as an electric car, just as purely that, it doesn't quite meet the mark. And interestingly, on Auto Trader, there are 
quite a few of them. So that car starts at £45,000. There's quite mm. a few brand new cars for 34000 on Auto Trader. Yeah, because they're gonna, a bit worrying, Honda are going to yeah. absolutely miss that zero emission vehicle mandate target, aren't they? Yeah. I'm sure they're buying yeah, credits yeah. from other manufacturers, but they're still going to be in a lot of trouble because they've got one not amazing car that's massively overpriced. So maybe knocking it down to 30, 34 grand, it's a different proposition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can check out that review. There'll be a link in the description and all over the screen if you want to check that out. Um, just for you, you've got a car coming next month, I believe, an electric car. Yeah, I haven't had anything really booked in this month, um, just because I think towards the end of last year, I had that LA trip to sort out, and I was ill a couple of times, and I had to try and get loads of content in the bag, and then Christmas, and I just didn't book anything in. Um, but yeah, next month I've got the MG4 X Power coming. Uh, obviously, I've had the standard MG4 before. I thought it was a great thing to drive. I thought the build quality was not amazing in places. Uh, and mm. I found the battery range very lackluster, but I had it probably like this week last year and it was really cold. Yeah. Um, or cer certainly, I think in January and it was really cold and the battery range was awful. Um, but yeah, I'd be really interested to see how that fares in hopefully slightly warmer weather in the middle of Feb versus the start of Jan, but it, yeah, obviously yeah. it might not be. Um, but yeah, just really looking forward to getting behind it and driving. Obviously we, we took one out at a drive day, didn't we? Was it an SMMT? It was day? SMMT September, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I let you drive. So that's difficult to judge because obviously you're sitting in the passenger seat and well, you're driving, quite frankly, uh, if we can call it driving. Um, so, yeah, it's difficult to um, difficult to judge based on that sort of five-minute experience, but I can't wait to get behind the wheel of one. Yeah, just doing a quick check. I don't believe it's got a heat pump because that's the main problem with it. Um, mm. it, it doesn't have one, but weirdly they give you them <clears> in Europe, which I think you mentioned is your MG4 review last year. I, yeah. yeah. Really weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, this week, by the way, has been, or this last couple of weeks, has been the first time I've had really cold weather since I've had the Tesla. And mm. um, I would say the battery range has dropped by about maybe 20%. Uh, okay. It still is that shows, what you expected? It still, yeah. It still shows its full range, but it just depletes quicker than it was before. Um, I have also okay. changed the wheel trims on it, though. And I don't know if that's made a difference because there are they look better and they cover less of the wheel, so it could be they're less aerodynamic than the original Tesla ones. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see when it does warm up a bit if if they're having any effect or if it is just the cold weather. I believe they have a little effect on it, on it, like a small effect on the range, mm. but it's still a little bit. Um, I was watching this video <clears> this morning. It was there was. At the moment, it's like super cold in Canada, like minus 40. And then someone was, they were checking to see how much vampire drain their Model 3 had. And I think overnight at minus 40, I think it lost uh, 8% overnight with oh, wow. the uh, heat, with the century, with the century mode turned on as well. Um, oh, yeah. Which is quite I think century yeah. mode saps quite a bit though, doesn't it? It does, yeah. But I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Like That's so cold for a, um, yeah. a modern modern car, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's probably, so it's probably not, Sentry mode's probably taken three or four percent, I would imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, it's probably not as bad as you might think. 
uh, the, yep. the cold weather the effect on the battery. When I when I went yep. over to LA, we obviously left the car at Heathrow for eight days, and mm-hmm. I was actually expecting that to maybe have lost twenty percent or something just for the fact it was sitting there. It wasn't particularly cold mm-hmm. that week, but I thought just the fact it's standing still and it lost one percent, <laughs> which I was yeah. quite impressed with. That's very good, isn't it? Yeah. Is that with central yeah. mode turned on or not? You don't use it? No, no, I don't use it, no. Don't steal my car, please. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I believe you can log into it remotely, like a security camera, and see what's going on, can't you? I think. Yeah, I've 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 never done yeah. it, but you, you can. But I don't know if it has to be activated That's in the first cool. place for you to do that. But I don't know. Yeah, there are some cool features on that car. So, yeah, you enjoying it still? Yeah, love it. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, the guy I went to... Um, went to LA with on that trip, uh, came over last night and we just drove up to Southampton because had some stuff to pick up from Ikea. And he was saying, you know, oh, last time we were in this, we were on the way to Heathrow and we both had a little bit of a cry. <laughs> um, but he said, are you still enjoying the car? And I said to him, it's just so effortless to live with. Literally yeah. plug it in. Um, like today, I had to go out for a meeting at nine. I had the car scheduled to be defrosted and up to temperature at nine and the battery preconditioned it's just effortless mm. and it still hasn't caught yeah, fire good. yep that's no that's no miracle unbelievable <laughs> to be fair it would have been okay if it had because the central heating bill is going to kill me this month <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. That leads us nicely into... Well, I don't know how much stuff that you're aware of that's going on, like, um, in terms of other people talking about EVs on Twitter and stuff. Um, there just seems to be... I don't know if we mentioned it an episode or two ago. This just seems, seems to be like a rampage of just nonsense, basically. Um, I, I yeah. have no idea what's going on. There seems... Well, I'm not going to mention it, but there's a few creators which make a living out of talking crap about EVs, which is just... I, I just don't get it. And then there was also yeah, this... Um, yeah, the the two creators you're talking about that often collaborate together are getting such mm. unbelievable volumes of views from it, and they're earning so much money from it. Um, oh yeah, like the one that bangs on about how he's bought this car and it's losing him loads of money and blah blah blah. I worked out he's getting between a thousand and fifteen hundred quid a video, so yeah. that's more than covering his car payment. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think people have looked at that and they think oh wow like this anti-ev stuff is a lot of it's very very lazy as well and it's getting this number of views i mean in videos when they do some ridiculous road trip and moan that the car's only charging at whatever kilowatt and he's literally Mm -hmm. next to a 350 kilowatt charger but he's plugged into a slower one um or he's charging up to 100 percent every time and anyone yeah, who's yeah. done does long distances in EV, no, you charge to eighteen, you get on your bike again. Like that's how you do it. Um, and it's so obviously biased and sort of set mm-hmm. up. And I don't know either the guy is a moron or he thinks the audience are morons, but the audience remains. So maybe they are morons. Um, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe morons, maybe morons harsh, maybe naive is the correct term. Yeah, to possibly, use. yeah. Maybe he's naive, yeah. maybe they're naive. But whatever it is, it yeah. works. And of course, anything that gets clicks these days, people seem to copy. Yeah, 
I know. Well, I if I don't watch them, but I tend <clears> to hear about the stuff they've done. Well, I just if if you want to just fact check anyone who's done something like that, just go on the Octopus app, like Octopus Electroverse. Plumb in mm. where you want to start from, where you want to go to. Choose the car. You can plumb in the reg if you want to. It'll tell you exactly where to go, and then how many times you like the like the Tesla satnav does. It'll tell you how, when when you need to charge, how long for. They'll choose the fastest charges based on your car. So if you if you if you tell it you've got a Genesis or an Ionic Six, it will say go to Ionity because it's going to be really mm. fast. And then yeah. you can export it to Apple Maps or Google Maps, and it'll you'll just put all the stops in for you. And you can see, oh look, that was like you wouldn't have to stop. 17 times you can stop twice and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and do yeah, you need definitely. to stop to charge or do you just stop every time you would need to stop yeah you know stop when you yeah. need a wee or a coffee or something yeah uh, the other one i saw was from tom and callow so tom um does uh, uh pr for my energy uk um really interesting company but he shared this article in the times yesterday um there was this guy that drove from twickenham to lizard point uh in a bmw ix like massive thing massive battery massive amount of range and he was saying he did a five-hour journey and because he wasn't too sure about the ev he, he stopped at a hotel halfway mm, um okay because he was a too he was a bit concerned about it about it doing it and then there was some, yeah. I'll put the links in the show notes. But there was, it's I plumbed it in the details into Octopus app, and it said you could do it on one stop. You could stop at um, well, he could have Ionity, stopped Ionity it. on the M5, um, and you can charge for fifteen minutes and be on your way again. So, yeah, yeah stop. Yeah, stop at X to charge for yeah fifteen minutes there, fifteen minutes on the way back, and probably your return journey's covered as well, or certainly half an hour. <sighs> yeah. But that was in the, in the papers. It was there was a digital article of it as well. I just uh, I despair sometimes, but I'm not going to spend too the, much time the, on that because <laughs> all, all I can really say is that I've genuinely done a long distance trip in an EV with absolutely no agenda. Um, so I think it was the second time or second time I'd done any distance in an EV was in a Tesla Model Y. It was a long range. Uh, picked it up in Guildford drove to Edinburgh in it and then came back sort of the down the other coast we went Newcastle way up and then came back through um, the Lake District and down that side and the total time we spent charging when we hadn't just stopped anyway for food or drink or whatever was 25 minutes and that was 1100 miles that we did in three days we didn't charge overnight once and we could have charged yep. overnight and we only charged at Tesla superchargers just to make it slightly more difficult because although they're good and you know they tend to have plenty on a particular site, they're not everywhere. So we tried to no. make it that little bit more difficult. And that was it, that's the reality of it. And that was with no agenda. If that had failed miserably, then I would have done a video about how it failed miserably, but it yep. was just easy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's, I thought about this the other day. I think with your channel, it's you've, it's really good that anything you mention on there is it's one hundred percent honest. There's no mm. sort of like, if a video does badly because you've been honest, then like okay, that's just what it is. But like you're not going to spin anything. It's it's. I think that's what your audience really appreciates. So it's really good. Yeah, personally, I wouldn't. I don't watch anything that's not. You know, so I think yeah. why do you want to be known as a a liar or someone that sort of bends yeah. the truth or whatever just 
just to get views. I, I don't personally. I'd rather people stayed around for years rather than turned up for 10 minutes and jumped on the bandwagon and then left again when they realised I was full of, you know what. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we're going to move on to some other stuff. So just a quick reminder for people to review the show if you can. So thanks everyone who has been listening to this podcast. Me and Jim look forward to coming back every month to provide our takes on the latest EV and charging updates. We would really appreciate it if you could review this show in your podcast app of choice, uh, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anything else. If you're watching our absolutely gorgeous faces on YouTube, make sure to leave a comment and hit that like button. It really helps other people find this show. Without further ado, let's get back to the EV news. Um, I don't know if you saw this one. This was uh, from Sainsbury's. So there was late last year, um, some people noticed that there was some random orange charges turning up at some Sainsbury's stores. Uh, no branding, no information on how to use them. Um, but they've finally revealed that they've got their own charger network. Um, so for a long time, Tesco have like, partnered with Podpoint. I think Morrison's have done Genie Point. Um, but this is from the ground up, like a Sainsbury's in-house thing they're doing. Um, so they've got some good stuff. They've got ChemPower chargers, which I really like those. Um, you see those mm-hmm. are some garden centers. The long cables, the, the, the contactless readers are really easy to get to if, if you're um, in a wheelchair, for example. Uh, it's really good. So... I think this is this is really good, and there's a lot of potential um, for them becoming a really big player in the charging space because they've got a lot of lot of stores in the UK. So, yeah, what do you what do you think about this? This is quite good. Well, yeah, it's great. I mean, the, as you said, they've got so many stores. Then why not? And they tend to be, you know, usually a Sainsbury's is next to a main road because they're quite large and everything. Um, yep. So yeah, it seems great. Uh, I always feel like pricing could be better on on a lot of these public charges, um, but if they stay at the lower end of it, um, as yep. traditionally uh, supermarkets did with petrol, they'd always undercut the SOs and um, Texacos and BPs by 4p a litre. If they do that with electricity for cars, then it can't be a bad thing, can it? No. Um, so as I mentioned, they're using Kempower chargers uh, up to 150 kilowatt speeds at, uh, at some locations where they've obviously got better grid connections. They're going to do up to 300 kilowatt. Um, so if you imagine, if you pop into Sainsbury's for, I don't know, half an hour, your car's going to be fully charged if you're on a road trip. Um, yeah. For that is. But that's that's really good. Um, Sainsbury's have said this is based on their own research. Um, so they've spoke to 500 EV drivers in December last year, and they said a third of those people would benefit from ultra-rapid charging, and apparently 94% of those people would also prefer to just use one brand of charger um, to get all their charging because they know how it okay. works, I guess. Yeah. Um, what, what I found really interesting, I saw this at the same time, um, there's a, a brand new Sainsbury's being built in Southport. I think, I'm not sure what that is, but... <laughs> uh, so Southport Retail Park, the planning documents had a massive store plan, massive car park, and they also had a petrol station planned, and then four EV chargers. They've since revised the planning, got rid of the petrol station, and they've put in 14 rapid chargers instead. So they're going to have 18 rapid chargers and no wow. petrol station at this no quite petrol large station at all. down. No. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so that's really, sort of looking that's a really forward, bold move, looking to the it? future, yeah. Yeah. It is. So yeah. You'd think you still have some kind of petrol station because... People are still going to be using petrol and diesel cars for the next 15, 20 years. But, um, yeah, I guess it'll make them stand out. And probably there's a Tesco up the road that's got a petrol station already. And I yes. guess it's future, yeah, I there is. Fu- future-proofing, isn't it, really? Yeah, 
definitely. Um, there's going to be no app with these to make it really simple. It's going to be contactless only. I would like to see the Octopus Electroverse system adopted because that'd be quite nice. And for, as I mentioned in in the show just yeah. now, we've got the planning feature on that app. It just makes life a little bit easier. But for sort of making a statement and setting an example, it's really good. And as as you mentioned, they're at the lower end of that market for charging speeds. Uh, sorry, charging price. So GridServe uh, charging 79p a kilowatt hour at the moment, which is a bit outrageous. Mm-hmm. Instavolt is 85p, um, so they're 75p. So Jeez. it's sort of a little bit lower than most of them. But yeah, Inst- Instavolt is so expensive. So yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, and Ionity is, I think, 60-something P, and it's it's cheaper for everyone if you use Octopus, I think. Um, right. It's quite a so good price, the, I think. So yeah. Yeah, Ionity is so good in my experience. Um, no, no issues yep. with those at all. I think we'll probably get to a point in the future where every charger has got either the RFID thing, so you can use your whatever app. Um, like yep. Electroverse or or the equivalent, uh, plus contactless. But uh, the amount of them, like old, especially the older stuff, where you need like a specific app and you're in an area where there's, I don't know, no signal or something. That that yep. seems to be phasing out a bit, doesn't it? And we're getting more to sort yeah, of yeah. sensible yeah. ways of doing things. So long may that continue. Yeah, uh, if anyone's ever been to Bristol Cribs Causeway, um, that shopping. Um, car park is like an EV wasteland for charging. There's so much old stuff. So I think it must have been back in the early 2010s when BP bought Chargemaster, I think. I think that's what it was. This car park's got a really old Chargemaster. It looks like it's working, but it's no, it doesn't exist anywhere. But it's turned on. It just doesn't doesn't do anything. It's like, uh, there's no... This whole car park's huge. It could be... It's like probably five minutes off the M5 and there's no yeah. like fast charging. There's no destination charges there. There's like some three pins underneath um, a canopy somewhere, but it's there's some really old charges there that look like they're kind of working, but they're, they're, they don't exist, <laughs> which is really weird. Can I, um, can I tell you a fun fact about Cribs Causeway that's completely unrelated to EVs? Go on. Uh, I last went there probably about 10 years ago, and I walked in from the car park to the WH Smiths, and yep. um, an old man walked into me, and he said, sorry, son. And I said, you're Michael Caine. And he says, yes, I am. And then he carried on. And it was Michael Caine. He was, <laughs> it, and I realised we were in a crowd of people at that point that had also kind of parted like the Red Sea. And he was oh making God. his entrance to go and do a book signing. And I walked in at that exact <laughs> moment and he walked straight into me. Anyway, back to electric cars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Um, and what, what was I going to say? I've forgotten now. Anyway, um, so yeah, was it about was it about Michael Caine? No, no. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> it would have been a yeah. nice segue, wouldn't um, it? It would have been. Yeah, it's like, oh, Michael Caine has bought this electric car. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a piece I noticed you wrote on your website, not to guru.co.uk, folks. Um, it's this one thousandth. Um, I'll probably get that out. One thousandth aura funky cat handover. Um, so GWM Aura has now sold a thousand funky cats in the UK, or should be the Aura zero three now. Um, that's really good. Um, they're making headway into selling EVs. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, thousand cars is actually quite a good number. People don't. A lot of people would look at that and think that's nothing, but it's actually pretty strong numbers. Um, some yeah. one of the PRs from one of the big manufacturers told me that their main dealerships sell about three hundred cars a year, which I was 
incredibly surprised by. I thought it would be much, much higher. Yeah. And he yeah. said that's actually actually quite a good number. Um, right. And it was a fairly major manufacturer, and that's across all their models. I won't name mm. them. Um, but I think for a new brand and with a challenging name, with a car with quite a challenging design for some people, I think that's really quite impressive, a 1,000 sales. Um, I know they've done... yeah. A lot of discounting, they've had those amazing lease deals, but they've still got the cars out the door. And I guess even if they sold them at break even, it's building a bit of brand recognition, uh, even though they're about to change it a little bit. Yeah, I, I like the. Uh, they've also, we'll, we'll get to it in a minute, they've also refreshed some of the models. It, it, the more I look at it, and also I've reviewed it on my channel, it looks really good. <laughs> it's sort of grown on me quite a bit recently it just mm. looks such a good looking car in certain angles and the right colors as well um, but yeah it's really impressive like um if you look at f how many are left and look at other manufacturers there's yeah a thousand models of one car is, is very impressive to be honest and it's electric mm. as well which obviously some people aren't too convinced about yet just yet um yeah yeah hats off to them and we got the aura lightning cow the aura 07 launching in the uk pretty soon um mm. But yeah, that leads us nicely into the refresh they did. Um, so there was some rumors. Well, there wasn't. There was some rumors last year, but also they announced it end of last year that the Funky Cat would be renamed um, to the Aura Zero Three, and that goes along with the other brands that GWM have, like the Coffee Way. I think it's Way brand. They're getting rid mm. of some of the weird naming for the European markets. Um, so yeah, they've sort of refreshed the Zero Three with the Funky Cat. Um, there's some. They've renamed the two models. So we have had the first edition and the first edition plus. They're now the Pure Plus and the Pro Plus. Um, I think Pro Plus sounds like a like a medicine, but anyway. Um, <laughs> and the <laughs> the the larger one looks good now. So the the small one has forty eight kilowatts of kilowatt hours of battery uh, battery pack, and then the larger one has sixty three kilowatt hour battery pack, and that should give you two hundred and sixty miles of range, which is quite good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, <clears throat> it, it, They've kept the pricing quite strong, though, and uh, I can't help but think yeah. they'll probably have to discount that or will discount it. Um, but I don't know. Maybe there's a marketing tale to be told there. But 260 miles of range is very good. Mm. Um, what I found interesting is that the entry-level model has a lithium-ion battery and the uh, Pro Plus model has a a ternary lithium battery and i did some research on it apparently there that chemistry make chemistry makeup is better at uh cold resist uh, sorry cold temperature resistance so it should in theory do better in cold temperatures oh okay that, well that would suit so, us quite well wouldn't it it would do yeah don't think the that car has a heat pump either still um and the charging speeds are still at 64 kilowatt which isn't massively fast um but in terms of yeah it is it is sort of a city car primarily though, isn't it? So it is. Yeah, most yeah, people yeah. are going to have that car for short journeys, and is it so much yep. of an issue? Especially if you get the one with two hundred and sixty miles of range. If it only actually true, gives you sixty percent of that in the winter, it's not perhaps the end of the world for that kind of car. No, no, that's true. Um, and they've announced one new color, which is called Moonlight White Paint. Uh, sorry, Moonlight White, and then it comes with a black roof. Um, I think that looks really good in certain angles as well. Just looks quite really yeah. sleek and modern, so I'll put some pictures on screen now if you want to see what that looks like. But yeah, that's really, really good. Um, it's already on Lease Loco, actually, I noticed. The day it was announced, they announced some... The new model was already on Lease Loco, and there's some really good deals on there, so they already 
discounting yeah. it and doing some nice lease deals. So really good, good. really good. Um, they're um, I I like the uh, they're really good with their communications and stuff as well. Like the PR from some companies is a lot better than others in terms of how much they share with you and how much of it's relevant when they do. And uh, I yep. think they're really good. So hats off to Nick and uh, all the guys there, really, because they're doing a great job. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Um, the other deal I found was uh, it was two years, 12 months up front. Um, I think it was like £203 a month, um, which is pretty good. I see the aura. If wow. you look at, at least look and look at the aura, there's there's two. Like you've got the old one and the new one, and the new one's cheaper by quite a bit. So, yeah. That's, that's nice. Really cool. Um, quite good isn't it that, that sounds that sounds like you there alex i can see an aura in your future can you mystic meg <laughs> yeah yeah something like that <laughs> i can see an aura zero three in your future by now <laughs> uh there's some sort of deflecting going on from toyota at the moment um they've come out yesterday and said we can't do a cheap model at the moment because battery prices are too high so they've said mm. even though VW, Stellantis and Kia have all announced plans to launch a £25,000 or less car Toyota just out out refused and just said we can't do it at the moment because the battery cost is too high which is they could at least I don't know it's they, they've only got one electric car on the market as you mentioned that the BZ whatever it is B4Z um, and they've got a concept urban SUV but there's going to be no iGo kind of sized vehicle or Yaris kind of sized vehicle which is really odd so the thing is they for so long they were so anti-EV and obviously yep. it's only last year or whatever that they changed the CEO because of it um, yeah and they're just too late to the party but surely are they using their own batteries in them or are they buying the batteries in I don't know I that, if to they, be honest yeah no I'm just thinking Toyota are a company that tend to probably keep as much in house as they can. Mm. Um, if they're trying to produce their own batteries, they're years behind everyone else. Yeah, but obviously they're the biggest car manufacturer in the world, so or, or have been for however long, and their buying power is massive. So surely mm. economies of scale and everything, they can get down the cost of producing batteries. And you have to say, if a company of that size can't do it, how can Tesla? Yeah, exactly. And also BYD, because it was announced just a few days yeah. ago that BYD have overtaken Tesla in terms of sales for the last quarter last year. Yeah, yeah. And they're not very far behind Tesla yeah. in terms of the whole year last year. But yeah, for a yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on with the some of the Japanese manufacturers at the moment. Um, they just seem really far behind. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't been to Japan for ages, yeah. but I'm not sure what the domestic market looks like in terms of what people are buying over there. Um, but that might be. It might have something to do with it. it. Might just sort of in their own little bubble in terms of what everyone else is doing, but they haven't sort of caught up. So it seems it seems odd. The U.S. market's always been huge for them as well, though, is not it? Yeah. And I mean, during my recent trip to california you have to say that you see a lot of evs now um but you still see right. tons of huge v8s and everything else um yeah but you do see a lot of evs on the road and you think that the mm. american market is is sort of moving over to ev um 
I think it will be a lot slower and probably uh, even more polarised than perhaps it is here because you've got so many yeah. people that are into the muscle cars and the tuning and everything else. And I think that will always yep. stay in the US. But yeah. there's certainly a market for EVs in the US. It's a huge part of their sales. So, yeah, it just seems so odd. But it's probably just because they've arrived so late. I mean, VW did it to a degree as well, didn't they? You know, they were... Mm -hmm. they were sort of late to the party and then sort of rushed some cars out uh you could say the bz4x has got a little bit of a rush feel to it in areas so yeah it's a shame though because if the japanese manufacturers really got behind it completely um you have to think they'd produce some great small cheap evs and that's what we need more of are the small cars i think yeah i agree because if you look at the top selling cars in the uk they're all like fiesta sized uh, even the used market as well there's yeah. fiestas courses um and uh, cars that size and we yeah there's there's a there's a few coming soon just not quite enough just yet um we, what you mentioned about muscle cars it's not like in america it's like that 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 enthus there's nothing wrong with that enthusiast group it's really cool like all the muscle cars and stuff they're like that small niche of people it is, it is smaller compared to everyone else so if everyone around them move to yeah. EVs the like the impact to the emissions of those enthusiasts isn't a problem because there's so there's mm. not loads of them in comparison to everyone else um so those i think some people forget sometimes that because everything everything else new is moving to EVs that there's going to be a sort of something wrong with sports cars and things or muscle cars but there isn't it's if, yeah 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 if you had a small subset of people yeah it's it's not not going to make any difference really so yeah yeah, uh, so yeah, well, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they'll get that at some point. There's a lot of every time you see something about Toyota in the news or something, people just commenting saying, "Oh, when's Toyota's EV coming out?" But there's only been mm. only been one so far. So it's not too long ago that Toyota had a big event where they showed sort of a load of sort of concepts for Toyota and for Lexus in future, and um, <clears throat> I think we were led to believe that they were all EV. Mm. But it's very, very slow going so far. I know this seems really weird, but you have to see what see what see what happens. I'm sure they'll get there eventually. Just sort of caught with their trousers down a little bit. So mm. yeah, I've got five used EV deals. I found on Auto Trader. So I found this a few days ago. Luckily, they all seem to be still live on the website, which is good. Um, first one we got, oh, I, I test drove a Mini Electric a few years ago, and I was absolutely amazed with it. It's really fun, really fun to drive, but just too expensive. Um, but there's a facelift version of the Mini E, um, which is from 2021. Um, it's a 30,000 plus car, brand new. This one's done 18,000 miles. It's in a really, really good spec. So it's level two, so it's got uh, so the mid-range, it's got the nice cloth seats. It's just over 15 grand. It's only done 18,000 miles. Wow. Yeah, that's a really good color. That looks great. Yeah. There's a a new tool I've found, by the way, for Auto Trader, which I'm going to do a little video on. Okay. Um, so spoiler alert and all that. But it's called AT Price Tracker, and it's a Chrome extension. And basically, you just install it, uh, get it going. And I'm now on that Auto Trader page, and it's telling me that although it's 15495 uh, it was first listed on the 12th of December and it was 16 and a half grand then. So it's actually gone down 6% since 
since the 12th of December. Wow. So it's a really good little tool because not only does it tell you where the price was, but it tells you how long the car's been listed. So huh. if you see a car that's been listed for eight months or something yeah. and it's been discounted heavily, you have to think that perhaps the dealer might even be prepared to lower his trouser a little bit further and give you a, a heavier discount just to get rid of it because obviously they want to flip cars within 30 to 45 days. They don't want stock sitting around. Well, so yeah. anyway. Well, it's cost, them, it's cost uh, them money to host it on Autotrade, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah completely, yeah. yeah. It's quite expensive, I found. So, yeah. And they've, and they've probably got stock in finance on it. So almost like a bridging loan, a, a little aside. So they're paying for the finance every month. Um, quite a high interest rate if they don't sell it within, you know, a, say a six-week yeah, window yeah. or something. Uh, so yeah, it could could be an interesting little tool for people. Nice one. Yeah, as again, this mini looks really good. It's it's the facelift one. Um, I see quite a lot of these around um, around my local area. So they they have it. For me, that that Oxford green, whatever colour it's called, looks really really nice. So yeah, check that out in the description down below. Um, there's also an E up as well. Uh, this one's a 22 red, so it's only about a year or two old. Uh, this one's just under £14,000. Um, not a massive battery, but again, it's a little city car. Um, it's under 4,000 miles, which is insane. It's like nothing, really. So it looks brand new. Looks mm. All the accessories are with it. There's no damage on it. Looks really, yeah. really nice. So it's a really good yeah, one. Yeah, that'll what? mean 4,000 miles. I know. It's like brand new. What does your price tracker say on the e-up? So this is a really interesting one because it went up for sale on the 11th, 11th of November at oh, wow. 13990 And then on the 7th of December, having not sold it in the first month, uh, they put it up by 500 quid. And then on the 21st of December, they put it up by another 500 quid. Then on the 3rd of Jan, they reduced it by 500 quid. And then on the 16th, it came back down to 13990 Wow. That's been sitting around for a little while. Um yeah mm. that's a that's a good second car i think if you live not too far away from the town yeah but really nice um i think this exact yeah, car the next one i think we looked at this exact car a episode or two ago um and this looks like it's i just recognize the pictures it it's no it's an aura funky cat um first edition it's only done 1700 miles which is like box fresh uh 23 reg <laughs> and it's 21 to uh, 21 920 um, it's in black, so it looks quite stylish as well. But that's it's practically brand new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, seventeen hundred miles is incredible. Uh, that one started life on the thirteenth of December at twenty two thousand six eighty. So they've dropped it three percent, which is fair enough. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a brand new car, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, in, in in black actually looks quite nice. Um, with a nice stylish, mm. sorry, quite. Man's wash bag interior looks quite nice. Um, <laughs> next one, ID three. I think I remember you looking at an ID three before you got your Tesla. Um, and this one is this was mm. the cheapest ID three as of uh, when I made the show notes. It was about Monday, I think. This one's eighteen and a half thousand pounds. Um, fifty eight kilowatt hour battery pack. Um, standard sort of standard life uh, life pro. Uh, trim as well it's done 36,000 miles so not as fresh as the other ones we've looked at but that I see again I see quite a lot of these around on the road not a bad little car and you've this is the uh, pre-facelift model so that you drove one recently but I don't think they're massively different 
Um, so that's a really good option as well if you're in, if you're after a sort of long range ish EV. The pricing on that is insane as well because bear in mind I got the Tesla in September yeah. and I started looking at used EVs about July August time. Yeah. And at that time you were looking at nineteen grand for a two thousand and nineteen car or two thousand and twenty <laughs> car. Yep. Uh, this is obviously two years newer, and yeah, eighteen and a half. Yeah. I don't so. Know. That does look like an absolute bargain. Yeah. It's done quite a lot of miles in its life. So if it's a 22 range, that's probably... It's either... Well, it'll be between March and September 2022. So it's done 36,000 miles. That's quite a lot. So it's probably done a lot of motorway miles, potentially. So it's Yeah, that... That would concern me, mm. uh, just because... It, it, it wouldn't in terms of the fact that you haven't got many moving parts no. and... All the rest of it. So reliability is not an issue. But the fact it's done 36,000 miles in possibly a year mm. uh, suggests to me that that's been fast charged pretty much every time. It's probably been used as a reps car or something. Mm. Um, obviously, loads of these EVs that come into market will be ex-company cars. And if you're a rep, you're fast charging that absolutely every time. So um, as a long-term investment, the battery might degrade quicker than, than you would expect because there's no way that's been slow charged constantly with 36 and a half thousand miles on it yeah definitely but yeah um i'm sure i i know you've looked at sort of these i obd port things before do they exist for evs to look at what the state of state of health like an iphone you can do do those exist today yeah there are a couple of different um things one's i think called decra or docra or something okay. Um, and yeah, you can literally plug in that, uh, then you can, uh, get report run. It's not massively expensive, it might be a hundred quid or something. And it gives you like a battery health report. And, um, there are also services that will do it for you, but yeah, you can certainly get battery health reports before you buy a used mm. EV. So that's the classic thing people say is, oh, but when, once it's out of warranty in eight years, it's worthless and the battery will be gone. I think people forget that when you buy a new car, you often get a three-year warranty on the, on the running yep. gear. Uh, and no one thinks that that car is going to be worthless when no. the warranty ends. It might become more yep. expensive. Um, but, yeah, it's, a, it's an odd thing. And you generally get eight years on your battery. Yep. So I don't really understand some some of those concerns that people voice. But, again, it's usually... Um, from the naive or the the stupid, um, but yeah, you can certainly get battery report. It's not the end of the world, and obviously, new things coming along all the time that uh, could possibly lead to you getting your individual cells repaired, mm. replaced, rather than being in a battery and starting again. Um, obviously, it doesn't make for a sensational headline. That's, that's true, but there we go. Yeah, and I'm sure you can take out extended yeah. warranty. So my car, um, I've taken out extended warranty with like a VW um, all-in plan. I'm sure VW do that for the electric stuff um, yep. for certain things. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. This very last one we're looking at is it's most of the, the Nissan Leafs I see on Autotrader, the old star one, so the, the first gen. This is the second gen. Mm -hmm. So this one's a 2019 yeah. vehicle. Um, it's just under nine grand, which is 
crazy. Um, it's done a fair few miles in its life, so 62,000 miles. Not a massive amount. Again, as you mentioned, EVs, there's less to go wrong on them. Um, this looks pretty decent, to be fair. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. that's that's like the price of an average car that people spend, I think, used price, I would have thought. Um, but it's only had one owner from new, so someone's someone's happily had that for a few years, but that's quite a good deal if you're after a relatively good mileage EV. The only thing I would mention is that um, it's got Chadamo, and just judging by what's being launched out there, yeah. Chadamo looks like it's going the way of like the Lightning port on the old iPhones. It's just it's being pulled and pulled out of different places, and then and new installations are not having them as many. So you might just have to bear yeah. that in mind. And I don't think adapters work um, particularly well. Not sure, but yeah, that's a pretty decent car, especially well, especially if you don't go out in the in the wild world that often, just in your local area and just charge at home. That's perfect. So yeah, the Chad Chadamo would put me off to be honest, be, because of the reasons you just said. But um, it's an amazing price, and and the new Leaf when when they sort of released that new Leaf, it, I mean, it's still not a car that you're going to look at and lust over, uh, lust after, but. Um, it looks so much better than the outgoing model. It looks so much more modern, I think. As you said, the the older models they're sort of ten a penny, yeah. aren't they? They're everywhere. But um, yeah, the the newer version of it certainly is a massive improvement oh. in the way it looks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so there's some great deals there. Um, again, links from the show notes and the description if you're watching this on YouTube. The first story we've got in the lightning round is this. It's the fully electric ambulance that has gone into service in Greater London. Um, it's based on an e-transit, so got a good amount of range there, really. Um, but yeah, they've said the Ford-built electric ambulance is the first of its kind, and it's going to go into service right now. They've already been using it um, sort of late December for some, some bits and pieces, but there was... There was an announcement tweet on Twitter, or X as you call it, um, and the comments section on that tweet were pretty, pretty poor, but people whinging about it, but um, and saying uh, it, they're not going to help anyone if they if they use these, uh, which is quite quite funny to be honest. But they've they said that um, it's the latest addition to their emergency fleet of fully electric vehicles in the country, and they've now got forty two Mustang Mach-E's, which are their fast response uh, vehicles, and three electric motorcycles, and then so far they have one hundred and sixty zero emission capable vehicles so um they're gonna they're gonna have four more ambulances in london uh london this year and then they're gonna have um sort of a trial period and see how they how they do but they have said that they expect a 12-hour shift this this to last fine even with everything running as it as it would so it's interesting i'll I'll tell you what as well uh, having been in the back of an ambulance before i'd much rather be in something powered by electric than diesel uh, because you're very, very aware when you're laying in the back of an ambulance, you're very aware that you're in the back of a, a diesel vehicle. It's noisy. Um, it's you, uh, it's just a bit rough, and yep. you know, uh, you feel like you've literally just been put into the back of a transit. And uh, if that happens to have EV running gear rather than a diesel engine, I think it'll probably make it a bit of a nicer place to be for the passenger personally. Yep. Not that I've got anything against diesels. It's just when you're in the back of an ambulance, a, a quiet journey might be a bit more relaxing for the passenger. Yeah, definitely. I'm not sure, not sure what modifications they do to the suspension on those when they convert them to be ambulance or all those sort of car style vehicles with a big box in the back. But I know the standard Transit diesel has leaf springs, but the EV Transit has uh, coils. So they might change those when they convert them, but that should lead to a better ride possibly mm-hmm. so 
There were some interesting comments um, on the tweet, which we'll put a link to, but there's people saying this is essentially a mobile bomb, which is... Um, I don't know. It's just... We need to... I don't know what's going on, to be honest, but it's a story for another day, I suppose. Maybe if people say it's a mobile bomb, they should um, they should be refused entry into the ambulance if someone's got a problem with it say all right stay here and have your heart attack mate goodbye yeah, yeah. um as the yeah, as we're transitioning to sort of more public vehicles becoming ev um oxford has announced a massive investment i think it's over 82 million pounds um but combined sources it's not just one source of funding uh, they've got 159 electric buses have gone live just the other day uh, saw quite a few again there's quite a few comments about this um, but yeah, I won't, won't go into that. But there was uh, 43.7 million pounds uh, assigned from Stagecoach and different sources. But yeah, that's that's really good. They've got more electric buses now um, per person, right, if you divide it up, than London, Glasgow, and Leicester. Um, and this should really help sort of air quality in the city. And I know Oxford's quite bus friendly, isn't it? It's quite cycle friendly. Um, but this is this is really good. Um, Mm. really good and i used to get the bus before i could drive and i remember sitting in the back of the bus you just hear you could just feel the entire thing vibrate and it's so noisy and so yeah <laughs> yeah pretty pretty smelly as well and um not just from the urine on the clothes of the people around you but obviously from the diesel engine every time the doors are opening but if windows are opening um uh, particularly when you're in london you notice it they, ju- yep. they just seem to be sort of floating vacuums of diesel fumes and yeah. not particularly nice places to be again it's just gonna make it a bit more pleasant to be on the bus yeah well one thing i did i noticed when i was walking around a lot um commuting to work and stuff that if you've got well just a very selfish thing if you've got music in your headphones listen to a podcast the bus goes past you can't hear it you gotta rewind that's the that's the thing i noticed quite a bit and then after electric the sort of the noise levels mm. in the when you're walking around is gonna be a little bit better for you mm. um that can be a good thing so all right, the, the next story we've got is a little bit un-EV related, but it's they're doing some more EV events more recently. This is the third location of Cafe Machine has been launched. Um, I went to the launch event of the new one they launched in Bedfordshire near Milton Keynes. Uh, mm-hmm. This one's more closer to home for you. I don't know if you've been to one of them before. This one's down in Hampshire. It's not, not too far away from you. Um, and which quite ni- what's quite nice is that all three they've done now are going to have been pubs before. So the pub... Like sort of landscape in the UK, there's quite a few of them closing down, so they're sort of rescuing them, um, turning them to, to like car enthusiast clubs, which are really nice. Um, have you you haven't been to one before, have you? No, I haven't because obviously it's a long way away from me. Um, Oxford yep. being obviously the original one is, is a fair stretch, and I'm not yep. bothered enough to, to like make the, make yeah, the yeah, journey. Yeah. However, I keep talking about doing a channel meetup for my YouTube channel. And um, I was looking at Winchester as an area to do it, as somewhere that's, you know, just off the, it's on the M3. Um, hopefully it's not too arduous for people to go to. Maybe this is the place that we do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. maybe maybe we, we, we do it this way. Because it's not too far away from Winchester by the looks of it. I don't think so. There is a postcode that, that is available, but this is... Um... Yeah, I mentioned the article. It's former pubs, good way of repurposing old buildings. Um, this new one is called the Hut. Uh, the the pub before it was called the West Moon or Moon Hut. Um, they look like they're going to open it in spring twenty twenty four, so not that far away, a few months. Uh, mm. There's no fixed date, so but they have said, uh, can you not turn up while we're while we're constructing because it's going to cause chaos. 
Um, they said that for the last one as well. So, yeah, really good. Yeah, that'd be not be quite nice to do a sort of not a guru meetup thing at some point. It'd be quite nice. Yeah, I was going to do it on probably do it on a Sunday morning or something. Um, so hopefully, oh yeah, plenty of people can go. But yeah, this so this place um, for the benefit of the listeners is between. It's in a place called Woodlands, which is basically halfway okay. between Petersfield and Winchester. Um, so from me in sunny Ferndown on the edge of Bournemouth, it's fifty nine minutes, um, which That's is not, not too not too bad. But yeah, other, I, I was yeah. Tr- uh, to be honest, I would have done the meet up before now, but trying to find somewhere where it's got decent parking you everyone could go and grab a coffee i was yeah honestly i was struggling to think of anywhere other than like winchester service station or something so this would be a big <laughs> upgrade on that i'm sure yeah so i'll keep a uh, eyes peeled when it opens hopefully um yeah they get they get on with it soon it's good to see them expanding because mm. um yeah like we need more car meet places um good good to have uh, the very last thing we're going to get to is this was announced today, so it's very uh, hot off the press. This is a, a really expensive <laughs> Stellantis vehicle, electric vehicle. Uh, this is the uh, a new uh, version of the Mocha electric SUV. Um, it's going to have an upgrade. It's got an upgraded battery from the Peugeot E208, so it's got a larger 54 kilowatt battery. That's 252 miles of range. Unfortunately, it is 37,000 pounds. So yeah, I think they're having a, yep. an absolute laugh. Um, yeah. I haven't driven the Mocha E, but I'd imagine it's quite a good thing. It looks mm-hmm. like it. I actually quite like the look of the Mocha. I think it's quite a cool looking yeah. thing. Um, it's not a cookie cutter, at least. It's a, a little bit sort of braver than some Stellantis Group cars. But 36 grand, yep. no. No. No, unfortunately not. But yeah, yeah th- that's good to see more vehicles coming out. But that that'll be good on lease deals, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll have to be, to be honest. Because three yeah. three grand off a Tesla Model 3, no, they're not going to sell too many. Cool. Um, is there anything, that's all the EV news we've got for this month. Um, is there anything you've been working on personally um, that you want to let the listeners and watchers know about? Um, I've been going to the gym, which is a new thing for me. I'm trying not to die quite as quickly as perhaps nature is, in, is it intending for me. Uh, so that's something that's new. But I, I didn't meet Michael Caine there, though, so the listeners will be pleased to know. So I haven't got another anecdote about that. Um, other than that, it's just been a really busy month. Um, YouTube's been pretty good the last couple of months. There have obviously been some absolutely amazing lease deals around, particularly on EVs towards the end of last year. Some mind-blowing deals. Um, one of my buddies just got his ID Buzz delivered, which he's paying 250 oh. quid a month for, or plus that, so... 300 quid a month for um, for two years, which is astounding. Um, and yeah, there have been some amazing deals, so that's really helped uh, with sort of interest in my channel. Um, but yeah, I've just been that's really, good. really busy with YouTube and a little bit with my coaching business as well. So some things going on with that, my, my business coaching business, uh, which is called Udefine, <laughs> udefine.co.uk. Go and check it out for all your business needs nice little plug there mm-hmm. yeah i must say the the video did the other day about your mate's id buzz i really enjoyed that it was quite interesting to see all the finances like you again i think you did one last year about the corso as well it's just it's surprising how yeah the how i'd imagine that you might go rock up to a dealership and just 
accept the PCP stuff yeah. and just <clears throat> that's it and you don't really dive into it but it was, it was, it was interesting that's such a nice car as well I think um, I've so maybe yeah. been a bit kind on those residual values as well um, mm. I, I think it could be actually quite a lot lower residual value in two years on that because of the amount of them that are going to come into the market because they've just done yeah. however many hundred they did on those cheap lease deals and obviously they're, they're yeah. all exactly the same spec that they're all coming due in two years. So, mm-hmm. hmm, yeah, I, I may have been too kind. Yeah, um, in terms of what I've been working on, uh, I published it on New Year's Day. It was, I wrote, it was, this was at the time when there was like so much stuff in the media, again, about uh, misinformation and stuff. Uh, I decided to, decided to write a article discussing um, why we're seeing it um, and also lots of FAQs about EVs essentially it's like a fact checker thing so mm. if you've got some questions about EVs or you're wondering why there's so much nonsense out there um, go, have a, go and have a look at that um, there's some good questions about EVs why they don't well yeah people say they don't work in the cold there's some interesting about, information about that what you can do about not charging at home um, where the energy comes from for the grid and some conclusions so yeah go and check that out I thought that was quite a good good one it took me quite a while to write so yeah all good yeah that's that's a great thing actually and i guess that's going to be a bit of a living breathing post which you you can sort of update over time <clears throat> yeah um, but yeah I, I think it's just time for obviously quentin wilson's done a hell of a lot on 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 this side of things yeah. but it is time that people that have perhaps got more knowledge or perhaps have got a bit more in the way of ethics actually fight back against some of it yep um as you know i'm not obsessed with electric cars um it's just as likely that my next car if i bought a second car it's just as likely that would be petrol as it is electric um yeah i all all i know is i probably wouldn't buy another diesel in 2024 uh for various different reasons but it's just so annoying. Like when these are black and white differences over fairly simple subjects, you know, know. the the fact that it's constantly reported on like the car fire thing. And when you actually look at the numbers, it's ridiculously weighted in the other direction. And yeah, yeah, so much of it is such utter nonsense. It's like they've picked the most like the worst possible example to go after because the opposite is true and then we'll try and make that the truth uh, yeah, it, I, know. It, I don't know it, I, I think it's disgusting when i was researching this post there was an interesting thing i found um so i don't know if you remember there's a guy called giles corran mm. who wrote quite an interesting well it wasn't interesting but it was, just wrote a piece about his eye paste that how it ruined his family um <laughs> and there was yeah it was it says, why pull the plug on my electric car? I said, I said, as you can expect, this kind of article went pretty viral. It had 7,000 comments on the Times website. Um, and then Quentin, he spoke to Quentin Wilson and said, he said, look, the reason why we do these stories in the Times about electric cars is because they get so much attention, so many comments and so many clicks. That's that's yeah. a quote from the guy who wrote the article. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's all it yeah, comes that's down to. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I know. It's like when the, when the sun take people's YouTube videos... And it might be quite a pro EV video, but if they say one thing negative about it, the Sun will take it and quote it just totally out of context and make it a really negative story. And they've they, they've it happened done to it Nicola, s- Hume, it happened times. to yeah, 
Mm. Yeah, it happened to Nicola Heem. It happened to Bourne Nyland. It happened to uh, Tish as well. She reviewed the EMY1 and said it. I think she mentioned one thing at the end about it like not being brilliant, and they took that and they ran with that. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's no just idea. annoying. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're going to leave that episode there. I hope you enjoyed the episode. So thanks for listening and watching this episode of the Charging Status Podcast. You can find us on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For full description of this show, visit the episode link in the show notes. And we also have an ad-free premium version of this show available on Apple Podcasts. That will help support this episode and future podcasts from the interface. Jim also has a book out all about used cars. Be sure to check that out. It's a great read. Link is in the show notes and on Jim's website where I'm an occasional contributor. Thanks again, Jim, for joining me on the show. Where can people find you online? Uh, probably the easiest place to go is to my website, which is notaguru.co.uk, and you'll find my social links on there. Fantastic. Uh, for the for more EV news and other content, check out Jim's website and my website, theinterface.uk. Thanks, everyone, for watching or listening, and we'll see you again next time. Bye.